Okay, so that's it's a lot to follow. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're still talking about stories of revenge on part two of this uh, this episode. So let me go ahead and get into one. Usually, you know, I find something more recent. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to have all this crazy gold rush stuff and <laughs> and uh, and and then that multiple. brief that that brief story I mentioned about that Indian dude that was straight up murdered by the <laughs> yeah. woman he raped. Yeah, that one was that's a pretty good side note. <laughs> pretty good honorable mention. <laughs> yes. Um but no, this is a lot less serious but also pretty satisfying story of revenge that I'll get into. Okay. And sometimes every now and then I like to go to Reddit to find some stories cuz they I mean this, Reddit is great. Yeah. Um as so, long as you verify everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, Okay, fair mean. I mean, it's 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 the story. I don't know how somebody could make this all up unless they were just like a professional writer, which as a writer, I can tell they aren't because I had to edit some stuff. But anyways, <laughs> this is from a Reddit user named Moby Wan Kenobi 786 <laughs> <laughs> on uh, September 6th. Okay. And uh, it, it was from, there's a, there's a thread called like um, Nuclear Revenge or Ultimate Revenge, something like that, that okay. I, you know, a subreddit. It all started when I was 12 years old. My seventh grade teacher was infamous for being intimidating and abusive to his students. He was the disciplinarian of the school. He was in charge of keeping track of detentions and announcing who will be sitting every Friday during assembly. We suspected at the time that the reason he never got fired was either because his students were too scared to report him or because or because of the fact that he was the principal's brother-in-law. So he already had like mm. some kind of conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. He was constantly making vaguely racist remarks, complaining about the, quote, new South Africa, and constantly bringing up how his life was better during the apartheid regime. I mean, that's just straight up racist, right? <laughs> yeah, it said vaguely racist. Yeah, it's but... <laughs> vaguely. This, this, that sounds racist to me. Uh, by the way, he's a, in parentheses, he's a white guy who was raised on a farm, so mm. as you might expect. We're really bashing on white guys on this episode, <laughs> not, not intentionally, but I have a lot of white friends. <laughs> yeah, we have white friends, so that means we're not racist yeah. against white people. <laughs> no, this is really not an attack on any kind of race. It just kind of worked out this way. Also, white people are the worst. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not just white people. Just people I know. I'm power. completely kidding. We all, everybody knows our sense of humor. I always felt like, like he had an issue with me as a person because I'm a practicing Muslim. He would make the class laugh at how funny Muslim Muslim women looked with their heads wrapped up. His jokes about Muslims missing out on eating bacon were endless, in fact. Um, I mean, bacon's not that great for you, to be honest. It's <laughs> delicious, but it's not great for you. Okay, uh, totally not the point. But anyways, he one day purposely stood in front I'm of... I'm trying to defend <laughs> the Muslims! <laughs> Oh, okay, I guess I guess. Yeah, because it. it's gonna—it's just like yeah, it's yeah, like they don't need it. Yeah. He one day purposely stood in front of my desk eating a cheese and bacon panini. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it sounds good, but not really the time to do it in uh, class. Yeah, do that in your lunchtime. <laughs> I just bought some bacon. Maybe we should. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he used to often rant about how the school is no longer a pure Christian institution as it once was back in the day. Ugh, God. Pro- yeah, probably back in the day that you were talking about in your in your segment. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> they were just- I, I still, uh, honestly, like the Pledge of Allegiance, like that whole thing is so weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is weird. And the and the uh, the one they do for Texas too. You pledge allegiance to the Texas flag. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Anyways, go go ahead. He would say these things and and glance either at me, my twin sister, or the black students in the class who practice their own African religions. So he is basically like not very subtle about his biases and stuff. Mm. When it was his birthday, my mom encouraged me to buy him a gift. I mean, I guess it's just part of their, you know, trying to be nice or something. Or yeah, but I mean, it's nice, you know. Um, I spent money from my own pocket, which was already limited, to buy him a big slab of chocolate and a long piece of dried sausage. I don't know if that I, was. I mean, you just the chocolate <laughs> is just enough. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the connection between the <laughs> chocolate and the sausage. I don't but. know. Different time. Even though this is, I don't know when. They, oh, this was when they were, I think, twelve. So this is a while back. Oh, okay. So he was just like he likes bacon. Yeah. Or no, yeah, he, yeah. Throughout the day, he would get gifts from students in his class and others. He would get up from his desk to greet them and thank them and shake their hand. And I remember noticing this because I was always, um, I always found it weird when students shook hands with the teachers because of how small our hands were compared to theirs. <laughs> However, when I gave him my gift, all he did was look at me for like a second, look away and nod his head slightly. I remember being thankful for not offering my hand out for him to shake because I thought he would might have because I thought he might have ignored it in front of the entire class and I would be embarrassed. So, yeah, like, dude, my kids don't give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the experience. Well, they really don't, but they don't know I mean, what my birthday is. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. You're, you're not like their direct teacher or anything. Yeah, that's true. The experience that made me hate him the most happened just before we wrote second or third term exams. I'm not sure what that means, but. Uh, I'm sure maybe it's like, we have like. It's like Period. semesters, yeah. Yeah, like or semester yeah. tests to see how you're progressing. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking with my friend back during interval, which I guess is like the break between classes. Uh, we took a shortcut between the English and Afrikaans kindergarten classes and saw a group of boys huddled together. Oh my God, that class must be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> one of them walked towards us and I saw that he had one of those camping multi-tools with the folding knife out and instantly got scared. He told us, uh, give me your stuff before I cut your neck, and then started laughing and walked back to his friends. It was clearly a joke, but my friend looked close to tears, and I was scared. We told him what happened, and my... F- so, um, they went to the teacher. They went to the... Wait, so the, This was the a kid, kid in the group. Yeah, this was a kid in oh, the okay. group. okay. It's not cute anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, we, we told the teacher what happened, and my friend was sobbing, and we said, whenever he said that he felt like he was going to die... Our teacher barely looked up from his computer while we were speaking, and when he asked for the guy's name, we told him the name, and he said he will deal with it, and for us to go to interval again. The next day, we saw the kid, basically, and we were basically making fun of him for getting into trouble with our teacher, and likely getting expelled, or worse. He well, la- I mean, why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, I guess they would... Kids. kids are dumb. Yeah, this is the, the person that wrote this, too, but... so. They, so then they continue. He laughed back at us and said that our teacher just came to his class, asked him to asked to speak to him and told him never to bring it to school again. No detention, no suspension, basically nothing. He still had the knife on him for the rest of the day before. We were so upset, we went back to our teacher and, and I told him that the kid said that he didn't get into trouble for having the knife. 
He gave me the ugliest look as if I was bothering him and coldly said to me that maybe I should fix my tardy problems before I try to get other people into trouble. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, this is basically a teacher that's he's not listening at all. He's just like completely... Yeah. For no on like for more on the the tardy thing. I would come late four or five times a month because my mom's car's battery my mom's car battery terminals were broken. So the battery would run flat and she couldn't afford to have it fixed. So that was that explains that. I felt betrayed by my teacher, the person who was supposed to make us feel safe while we were away from home. When I spoke to my friends about it, they told me that the kid with the knife was actually the principal's son, meaning he was my teacher's nephew. So there's a lot of nepotism stuff yeah. going on here. So it's that's why. I decided to take the opportunity to speak. Well, <laughs> cause I was going to say, because we, I mean, you don't under, underestimate kids is like the mm-hmm. worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had kids that bring pocket knives to school yeah. and things like that. But there's something weird in Texas where like if it's, like less than seven inches long or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the length of it matters. It's yeah, the so length random. of the length of the blade matters. Yeah, like if it's not at a certain length, they can't suspend them or anything. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> I decided to take the opportunity to speak to my friends about getting evidence that our teacher is treating students unfairly. So here is where we get into the revenge aspect. Mm. Three of my four close friends had camera phones. I sat in the far left corner. My one friend sat at the opposite corner by the door, and our other friend sat in the middle. And the last friend was right at the back of the class by the window on the left. One thing about our teacher. He didn't give a fuck about where we sat as long as we answered him when he was doing doing roll call. And as long as we didn't bother anyone when we swapped seats. Mm, Shouldn't do that. Yeah, special, (laughs) special needs kids. Yeah. Well, these aren't special needs kids, but... Well, I'm just saying, just if he does have them, yeah. he should care where the kids are sitting. True, and we actually might get into a little bit of that, too. Okay. Because the thing is that, like, our special needs kids, like, they have something we call an IEP, mm-hmm. um, just an individualized education plan, and it's, like, binding. And so, like, if you don't follow that plan, then you're not giving the services he deserves oh, okay. because he has a disability. Right. And, and like we have concluded that he needs to be like, if it says like he needs to be sit, sat close next to a teacher, if he doesn't have and that. And they don't, yeah, then that's, it's that's, that's failing the, them. Yeah. Yeah. It's failing them. When, and, but there's some teachers that don't really pay attention to mm-hmm. that. So and this it, is that probably sounds one like, of those. Yeah. He's probably one of those. Yeah. Let's get into that now. We came to an agreement that whenever our teacher would sound like he was about to say something vaguely racist or Islamophobic, we would all discreetly take videos of him. I don't know how they can tell that he was about to, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like being <laughs> with him for so yeah, long. Yeah, they could, you get. They could tell like the. You're like, oh, here it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Any private conversation we had with him was voice recorded on our phones. We caught him on camera telling a really racist joke about black people and saying that Hindus must have a lot of problems since they have so many gods. So he's attacking every type of religion or... That doesn't really make any sense, but... He's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) After a month, we decided that we couldn't let it go any further. One of our friends was a black guy named Tatenda. They just... She made a fake name or they made a fake name. Oh, okay. Uh, Tatenda was a problem child. 
His mom died when he was four and his dad was an alcoholic. He was raised mostly by his uncle, who up until today I think was a pimp. So, very bad hand he was dealt. He used to act out at school because of an undiagnosed ADHD. His dad and uncle didn't believe in learning disabilities and always assumed he was just lazy and badly behaved. Uh, is he from the Middle East? Uh, I, I don't think it says where he was from, just that he was uh, 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 a I, black kid. Oh. Because uh, I just know, like, especially when it comes to people from, well, not all of them, mm-hmm. but... Right, but it's more, it's seen more it's, in that... Cu- culturally speaking, like, people from the Middle East and africa don't believe that mental illness exists mm-hmm. yeah um just from or, or trauma from what, can what affect people yeah. yes um and so it's really hard when you have a student for example you know that whose family's from the middle east or from those areas and they have you know behaviors like autism mm-hmm like difficulty socializing with others, repetitive behaviors, um, sen- sensory sensitivities, all that, and to try to tell them that it's their kids not going to get better, yeah, because of medical doctors to somehow fix them. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's it's not going to happen. It's they're not going to be quote quote normal people because it's just a developmental disorder right. that happens and it's i guess it's just hard to explain that to to people whose culture like don't believe in those kind of things yeah i get it so yeah that might that might have been part of it for sure mm-hmm. so um he especially got onto our he got on our teacher's nerves because he would bring broken calculators from home and take them apart during class Definitely part of probably what he had. One day, our teacher told him to clear his desk and throw away the bits of plastic and calculator. He ignored the teacher. The teacher, the teacher then started screaming at him. And, because screaming at a kid works. Mm-hmm, and he did the only logical thing a 12-year-old would do in such a situation. He mockingly put two pencils in his ears. Our teacher lost his shit, grabbed him, and threw him against the door. The window pane cracked and his and his head was bleeding. So he told us he was fine during interval afterwards, and we we put money together to buy him a sprite. <laughs> so that's cute. Like the kids all kind of like got around him. Yeah, but you, I don't know if a sprite will help but, <laughs> a concussion, uh, but it, it might help you with a cold. But <laughs> I almost cried when my friend who sat way behind me said he got the whole thing on camera. We didn't even trust that the whole class testimony would get him into trouble, but we decided that enough was enough with that video. First, we showed the video to Tatenda's uncle, who showed it to his father. Then I showed my mom all the other videos and recordings. She lost her mind. One of my friends sent all of it to his oldest sister, who had a Facebook account. I guess this might have been at the early onset of Facebook. yeah. Yeah. And she posted it there and tagged the school and as many parents as she knew, and it blew up. Parents and people from all from around the province phoned the school demanding answers as to what was happening, what was going to happen to our teacher. He was immediately suspended. There were rumors circulating that he had to go into hiding because Tatenda's uncle and his friends were looking to kill him. 
okay, it's going a little far <laughs> there, but yeah, it's going into your ter- your story territory. <laughs> uh, I even met Detenda's dad for the first time in the weeks after the whole thing exploded. He liked to joke that his dad sobered up, especially for this. The principal uh, pulled the knife kid out of the school, and we never saw him again. So the one that was like related to Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom told me an investigation was launched against the school because of the improper handling of bullying complaints. If I remember correctly, three English kids in my class alone spoke out against teachers dismissing their complaints of bullying by the Afrikaans kids. We were a mostly white Afrikaans speaking school with three Afrikaans classes, but only one English class per grade. They called us Saudis, which was it's like S O U T I E S. Yeah, which, like from yeah. Which was short for the South Peel, which literally translates as salty dick. Oh, I, I yeah. This is different. Yeah. This is not like Saudi Arabia or anything. I, I was, I was saying that no, like Saudi looks better. So listen to what this term. But I was like, this kind of like generalization. But. <laughs> yeah, it's a derogatory term for English-speaking white South Africans. It means one leg is in South Africa. Your other leg is in England, so your dick is hanging in the ocean. <laughs> you're li- I look at your your eyes. You're like you're doing, you're trying to do the uh, visual. <laughs> it's such a it, long way to go for a, a term. Yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah, um, we only saw our teacher once after he was suspended. He looked badly beaten up and was accompanied by a policeman and two other male teachers, so he could gather the rest of his stuff from his class. But it didn't end there. Oh, my God. Because so many kids needed the evidence that they were being bullied and nothing was done because of it, the CCTV footage was brought up. My friend's mother was part of the school governing body that time and told us a few years ago that when they reviewed the footage, it became apparent that the principal was having an affair with one of the second grade teachers. Oh, cool. (laughs) More corruption exposed. Yeah, it just, that's kind of like, one of the basic rules if (laughs) yeah uh, especially if you're like a person of power the the principal (laughs) an administrator like Mm -hmm. if you're an administrator don't have sex with your teachers yeah we just watched the episode of new girl about that (laughs) yeah um it's like i'm pretty sure she dates the the guy we'll we'll find out we'll watch more he's he's pretty cute and has an accent so i don't blame her uh so, on the footage, he could be seen grabbing her ass at the furthest point away from the camera. They slipped up a few times and kissed in clear view of the camera, but I guess once you're surrounded by the cameras every day at work, you forget that they're there. It was very apparent that sometimes they thought they couldn't be seen. Mm. My aunt sells Tupperware, and one of her regular customers and close friends is the principal's ex-wife. Not only did she leave him, but they were not married in community of property due to a prenup agreement. So the house they lived in was in her name. So she effectively made him homeless because none of his family wanted to take him in. He ran into severe debt from staying in guest houses and burned many bridges from overstaying his welcome at friends. As for my teacher, his reputation was fucked. He served jail time, don't know how long, and eventually left the country because it seemed everyone knew his face from the media attention he received. So it's probably like one of the things where it's like not everything's viral anymore. So there's limited things, you know, where, you know, this guy's going to be everywhere. The reason I made this post, I was never going to tell this story on Reddit as I've told it over and over through the years since primary school. But I felt I had to because of what I experienced at the beginning of this year. My family is part of a nonprofit that has feedings uh, that feeds people all over the country. 
the last last Friday, um, I was standing security as I usually do since we're fewer volunteers and there's many homeless people and most are on drugs and can get violent. I'm walking down the line to make sure there are no fights or anything that could start a riot and I see a familiar face. It was my old principal standing in line waiting for a bowl of stew and bread with absolutely no idea who's standing beside him. Obviously, he wouldn't have recognized me, but I never forgot his face. I'm not going to lie, I cried quite a bit behind my sunglasses. Seeing him brought back the feelings I had when I was 12 in 7th grade, trying every excuse in the book to not have to go to school and be bullied by my teacher. So yeah, for those of you who are still reading, this is the end of how my friends and I destroyed the lives of my teacher and principal. (laughs) I don't blame them. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. 7th graders going to those lengths having to record because no one they don't think people are going to believe them like that's pretty that's pretty good stuff yeah i mean i don't i mean as someone that works for a school district mm-hmm. i don't not really i'm mad at them or anything if it's hard being an educator just in general especially during these times mm-hmm. um and i see a lot of posts about people being like we should open schools now and all that kind of stuff and you know online learning is not the best and i mean i'm not disagreeing with them or anything but it's just kind of like yeah it's you're right it's not the best right now but we're and defending our teachers and saying that we're learning the system as much as the parents are Mm -hmm. and you can't expect teachers to be perfect at this but you also should expect better <laughs> but yeah than what i mean we, your, your teacher shouldn't be racist to our kids or anything <laughs> or, like or that. throwing kids against the wall no and, at and, minimum and, and i think we talked about this before where that person that the one student like posted a picture of like the hallway filled with students oh yeah yeah and it's like like you that kid just speaking out for his rights, like yeah, there's a deadly disease going on. Like they shouldn't be punished for trying to sp- spread word of the unsafe conditions yeah. their school and yeah, the students are going it through. It's um, especially in an area where I work in, where there's a lot of homelessness and there's um, underrepresented areas we have to i at least try to do my best in to provide the services that i can for those populations because even i i've I've worked with parents that i know have gone to jail yeah (laughs) like i seen the teardrop tattoos the tattoos all over their face and even the parents tell me like i was in jail like a couple of months ago Mm Um, but it's, it's not really about them. It's about the student at the end of the day. And yeah. as, as long as, because I, I have to work with the parent in order for them to succeed. So I, I, I try my, my best to work with them as much as I can because it's, because I do believe that people that have done bad things, like drugs or theft or whatever else they can be reformed and they can do better i have an example of a parent get teardrop tattoo mm-hmm. told me that he just got out of jail a couple of months ago but 
he had this binder just full of paperwork that he had gathered throughout the years because his kid had been in special education for years. And it just got, like, kind of really impressed me because a lot of parents don't yeah. do that. Um, and I tell that people, I, I tell that story to people and they're like, well, he like went to jail and they judge him for that. But I'm like, I judge him more for what he's doing now yeah. as opposed to what he was doing before. Yeah. You know, and that's really all that matters. Yeah. I mean, people need to be humbled sometimes. And yeah. Hopefully this guy and this story was... <laughs> Yeah, and if and if you're like a student that feels like, especially like one of my kids, <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't feel like I've ever done any of my kids <laughs> wrong. Honestly, um, I try to be very respectful and don't of course. like try to. Anybody that knows you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if like any one of my kids came up to me and was like, "Hey, Miss So and So was saying that," like. I would confront them and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because my, my priority is not the teacher or or even the, like, the principal. The principal is not my boss. Mm-hmm. Like my my students are my priority. My special ed kids, like if anyone is ever doing them wrong, like I will, I'm not afraid to confront them for that. So. Well said. Yeah, bottom line some some people aren't cut out to be some teachers. people are assholes and yeah. and if you if you see that they're assholes call them out on it perfect yeah <laughs> agreed on that note well said i know your glass is empty by now but we'll get it refilled soon okay let's go ahead and grab our glasses Wait, what is it let's go ahead and raise our glasses here and go grab a refill okay, bye. bye everyone I mean, that's just straight up racist, right? <laughs>